Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Well Podcast. It's July, and we did promise you something special and different, and we are going to do that. So I have here with me right now in the room five guests that have already participated in The Well, and we wanted to hear back from them and just find out what it was like to do that. So I'm going to let them each introduce themselves so you can hear their names. I'm Sarah Parker, and I spoke in March. I'm Ellen, and I shared in February. I'm Ashley, and I shared in May. I'm Sarah, and I spoke in April. I'm Rachel, and I was June. So Rachel was our most recent guest. And so what I want to find out from everybody is what was it like to open up and just share your story with a room full of people and have us all dig into your lives? What was it like? First of all, let's say, what was it like prepping for that and getting ready for that? Well, I know we met at Panera and I was boohoo crying within like two minutes of talking. And I think the prep, I don't know about y'all, but the prep was really hard because you're, they're bringing up stuff that, you know, you've kind of smushed down in your past and you don't really want to go back there and um, they're digging it out of you. Well, tell me how you feel about that. Tell me how you feel about that. And that was really hard. But overall for speaking, um, it has been a huge blessing in my life. And Um, I've had the most random people in Columbia come up to me and just say, like, I'm just like you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just like the Lord is good. I mean, I talk about that a lot. And um, there's a lot of women in Columbia who have benefited from this. So to whoever um, came up with the idea of props and just a vessel, you know, it's just been a huge blessing in my life. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Um, the prep was hard. It was, I was nervous. I was nervous that more than anything, that fear of judgment, mm-hmm. it just, it scared me, especially when it dawned on me that my story had not been said yet. So yeah. it was like, okay, well, we're just going to talk about PCOS. That's easy. But when you start bringing delicate topics like, you know, substance abuse or race into the mix, I was like, I might not make it through this. So <laughs> it was scary, but um, same thing. I mean, same thing, Sarah Parker. It was, it's been, I mean, just amazing to me how just an interview mm. literally shrunk a church mm. that's huge. Mm. Huh. I mean, it's been people that have come up to me with, I have biracial family members or I can't tell anyone else in this church that my number, so to speak, is alcohol or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's just been a blessing. I've prayed with strangers because of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if the prayer was through Instagram, it's been a mm-hmm. prayer. It's been an exchange. So um, it, it was worth it. It was worth the uncomfortable digging <laughs> and the two hours of prep. <laughs> but um, I, I, I mean, it's just it's been a blessing. It's made me feel totally different being a part of Shandon, honestly. What about you, Ellen? Um, I definitely, I think the hard part for me was just being surrendered. I shared a part of my story that I just haven't shared a whole lot. In fact, I've kind of kept hidden for fear of judgment and shame. And it sort of had a little bit of power over me Mm. um, in the sense that I I just, I was, I genuinely worried about friends who, I don't know, who had been affected in different ways in their life that maybe if they knew who I was at the very moment when I came to Christ that they might not 
want to be my friend anymore, even though I know, Mm. I know how I love others and that there's just not much that's going to, you know, I just, I know the power of grace at work in my Mm. heart Mm. and how that changes how I view people. I had let that have some power over me. So I think, you know, the hardest part for me was I kind of had to just say, okay, I shared my story um, on a night at Panera as well. And (laughs) then I just said, okay, God, Whatever it is that you want to be shared, I'm now just putting it on the women organizing the well. And you just guide them and I'll just say yes. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, that relieved some of it. But of course, that night I was, you know, getting ready to go up on stage was had had to combat fear, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, afterwards. I realized that I'd given something, a whole lot of power that just didn't have much. I mean, the power was in in the way that Jesus met me mm-hmm. in that moment and how he changed the course of my life, truly. And I, But I was giving power to something that actually has no power over me anymore. It's not attached right. to my identity. And even in my everyday life, I never think about very much who that girl was. She seems very foreign to me in right. a lot of ways. But just but she was in that, still like lingering. Yes, just in that little tiny pocket hidden away. Uh-huh. Um, and so, it, you know, there was just, I mean, there's a lot of freedom mm. in just sort of stripping that away and saying, you know what, that... What what is in front of me and around me is 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 the identity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's... Um, yeah, so... There, there was a lot of freedom in that, but it took just kind of saying, okay, I'm hands off on what's going to be shared. Right. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to put it in other people's hands. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So I want to come back to the freedom thing, but first I just want to get a general, like, what was it like? Sarah? Uh, it was like looking in the rearview mirror mm. and mm, you know how they, the old saying is hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. And... It's so true when you're reflecting on the fact of um, what has God done Mm -hmm. in my life. And it's so clear to see his hand in every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And so that was really life-giving for me to be able to just look back and say, God, you really do have a plan and a purpose. And I'm not by accident, and my story's not by accident. There's a greater purpose and a greater plan, and he had me all along. Yeah. And so it's faith building also because, you know, he's had me all this time. All right, now let's let's go move on to that next chapter mm-hmm. because he's going to be there too. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there were those natural fears of rejection and um, fear of— you know, I had a big fear that my parent, my parents were a big part of my story. So I had a fear that, oh my gosh, what if my parents hear this and their feelings are hurt? And, you know, I'm not doing this to hurt. I'm doing this to bring glory to the Lord and what he's done. And I finally just had to say, Lord, you know, you're my defender. You've, like I said earlier, you've been here and you've had me all along. I'm going to give you this too. Mm-hmm. And do with it what you will. Mm-hmm. And he protected who needs to be protected and mm-hmm. he revealed to who needs to hear the story. So um, that was just a big hurdle though. It was big. Now your story's always been there and I feel like you've probably shared your story with, with people in the past. That's right. And um, But you said it was faith building. So was it faith building to share it more publicly? Yeah. 
Um, maybe not the public element. Maybe it's just where the Lord has brought me to this place of maturity. Right now, yeah. Where mm-hmm, I sure. can see, whereas maybe I could look back on it at one point in time and still tell the story, but not look at it as a blessing, mm-hmm. all of those things. Yeah. Um, you could still share something and still not look at it through that paradigm mm-hmm. of exactly. this is what the mm-hmm. Lord has done. Mm-hmm. Right. I, the Lord has brought me to a place now where I can look at it and say, wow, you really did use all of these things for my good and your glory. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Rachel, what was it like for you? Um, I feel like a little bit, a little bit of the opposite in terms of, um, you know, just opening my hands and saying, Lord, whatever you want um, me to share, I will. Um, I guess when I was asked last fall to do this, I went ahead and in my head um, sort of made um, a, a grid or an outline of what I would talk about. And I um, was supposed to, um, there, you know, I had, I planned it in my head. Um, and, and that was dumb. <laughs> because, um, it, it, because, I mean, that's not the nature of really what we're doing here anyways it's not uh, you know we want it to be more authentic Mm -hmm. and not a a canned talk or a canned story and so um you know everything that I had planned in my outline with color-coded pens um was sort of (laughs) thrown up in the air um I mean when you guys asked me last fall to do it I was supposed to go in November like four or five months from now whatever month Mm -hmm. we're in I was going to be in November of 2018 not June um and it just it looked very different than I had in my head that it was going to look. And even to the point where when we met and did our, our little dinner and pre-interview thing, um, I was amazed when I walked away from that um, of what had sort of risen to the top of my story. Yeah. It was not at all what I had even planned to talk to you guys about that night, just two weeks before. Mm-hmm. And just these other things rose up. And then in the, you know, in the few weeks between the pre-interview and then the actual like night on stage, um, just as I still sort of held on to control of, um, okay, Lord, you changed these few things. Um, so now this is the focus, but this is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of tugged on me a couple times. I was like, nope, you know, this is how it will be. But um, it was um, very much um, a process in letting go of um, some control, but also definitely a a sweet um, look back through my life and um, what he's done done for me Mm -hmm. and um, where where I've been, um, some... uh, really sweet relationships in my life that, you know, just over the last six to 12 weeks of knowing when, when my date was of, um, thinking about their role in my life and reaching out to some people and just sort of reconnecting and, um, just, uh, just really, really great. Yeah. That's awesome. And, um, it's interesting that you said that something else rose to the surface when she was telling it, because, um, while everyone that attends the well doesn't know that we, you know, we do go through and talk, ahead of time. And while it, it seems like everyone is laying out like every detail of their lives, we're really trying to help select like, well, let's, let's mostly focus on this. And, you know, we kind of come up with an idea, but once you get on stage (laughs) and you start talking, I mean, like it's, it's been amazing what actually came out and sometimes it, you know, how was that? What did it, what was it like? I mean, I, I, I knew that I was going to talk 
a lot about my singleness and being 30. Like I prepared for that. Um, a friend of mine was, was texting me and I can come across as um, aggressive and bitter. I know that's a shock to a lot of people, <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> but I just, I really prayed that it, she and I were praying that it wouldn't be harsh or bitter. And right. I really felt like the Lord met me there because I know I can just, I mean, I talked about it. I can just mm-hmm. ruin people with my words, but, um, Ashley and I, I mean, I really want to get into this and I go, don't know when go. we can, but, yeah. um, we, this is really cool. And I don't know if anybody knows this, but Ashley and I don't. went to high school together. <laughs> we are classmates. We were in That's the crazy. same class. So I unfortunately didn't get to hear her well, cause I think I was in San Diego, but I was listening to it at work um, when it was released, and I had my earbuds in, and I was just sitting there doing this, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was crying. Like, we were two very insecure girls mm-hmm. to, from two very different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, we butted heads multiple times in high school and, like, was well known that we did not like each other. Oh, really? <laughs> is that not hilarious? So funny. It is. And, <laughs> I mean, like, we did, it was well known. We're two very strong women. And we did not like each other. And I called my mom and I was like, Mom, did you hear Ashley's podcast? And she was like, Yes. And I just want to say, like, what an awesome God we serve because look at this redemption and look at, like, He, He, He reconciles. He's, He reconciles what is broken. And I would have never thought, that I'd be sitting in a room <laughs> sharing a story with Ashley. About I, your life. About my life, you know. And What about you, Ashley? I mean, it was ironic. We have so much in common. Mm, That's, I mean, I was mm-hmm. there the night of her. I was bawling. Mm-hmm. I'm not a public cry. I don't cry very much in general. Oh, so to be there nice. and it was just like, oh, my God. I mean, yes, we were both very strong-willed. We're both, you know, loud and whatever. And it was just funny because it's like we're the same age, mm-hmm. but... You know, she spoke so strongly about singleness and I'm up here and it's like, I'm, you know, about to celebrate my seventh anniversary of marriage and I have, you know, three kids. And it was so crazy to see the contrast, Mm. but I loved it because Jesus came to brought us to a point in this opportunity for us to see, granted, we may not have, you know, got along as much in high school. We were battling some of the same worldly Mm. issues. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I I never knew that about, you know, Sarah Park. I I never knew it. And Mm -hmm. it was so crazy. And I remember um, her mom and I saw each other at Rachel's. Well, and um, her mom just came up to me and she just gave me the biggest hug. And I was like, nope, don't cry. You're going to get mascara <laughs> all over her shoulder. Like, do not cry. And she hugged me. And then I stepped to the side. And her and my mother did not say one word to each other. They just hugged mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. And that was just so sweet to me because that would have never, mm-hmm. ever happened if God just didn't stand up and just say, both of you, you know, I didn't have a Shandon in high school. You right. know, I, I didn't. I wish I, I would did, have. You, you know? know, she did. Right. So it, to be here and it's like... It was just that was that was sweet, and it, but yes, it was very, um, very, very funny when I didn't even know you went to this church, let alone, <laughs> let alone because yeah. I hide. We were in the same <laughs> avenue, you know. So to see it, and it was just like, oh my gosh! But yes, the that culminating moment mm-hmm. for me was to see our moms mm-hmm. hug like that. Oh wow, Aww. sweet! Did anybody else see Jesus in your story in ways that you didn't see it 
before we sat down. I mean, when you sit down and you recap the whole thing in one sitting, we, we did it in practice last year to just sort of like learn what we were going to be asking people to do and sitting down and telling your story from start to finish in one breath is really different than just like normally when you get to know people and you just tell them little tidbits. But when you, when you sit down and you go from start to finish, we found that we had this like awareness of um, Jesus in our story that we hadn't stopped and paid attention to before. Did you guys see that? I mean, I did. Definitely. I've shared my story tons of times, whether it's been verbally or written in blogs. And I have never sat down and actually said, where did Jesus meet me? Mm. Or where did he bring me? And I mean, we left out about half, I think, of what we initially prepped for Mm -hmm. that we didn't talk about. But everything that needed to be heard was said. Mm. And it was it was amazing how. I, you know, you were saying you can share this story tons of times, but you really think about, wow, like you were there every step mm-hmm. of the way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was clearly for me, at least I saw it. Has anyone else had someone approach them since then to like talk to you because they related or because they wanted you to mentor them or like I, I know I've had people tell me that that happens. So mm-hmm. does anyone want to share one of those? I I had um, a family friend, and I was going to talk about this in mine, and we didn't even get to talk about that, but I had a dear friend pass away a year ago on March 31st, and it's been brutal, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, a lot of people question, like, what good could come out of his death? Well, through his death and me just pursuing the Lord and, and honestly surrendering everything, because it just kind of catapulted me into this I-can't-keep-pretending-anymore mm-hmm. kind of mentality— I got to know his cousins, and um, one of them is a rising senior at AC Flora. And just through love and, you know, I don't know, just I guess I'm cool. I I don't know. I don't really know, like, why, (laughs) whatever, what she saw in me. But we just have talked, and um, she got in a little bit of trouble and um, was sent off to Young Life Camp as punishment. And I got a text message. sent off to camp. I know, right? (laughs) I know. I know. I got a text message when I was in Dallas um, at a wedding that she texted me and said, I prayed to receive Christ tonight. Oh, that's awesome. And so I just, um, through his death and through me being vulnerable, I've seen a lot of change in her, and it's really, really blessed me. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. I actually started leading a small group as a result of some young women approaching Mm -hmm. me after um, my time at the well, and it's just three young college students. And awesome. we started a Bible study, and we've met weekly for, what, a couple months now. Wow. Um, and it's been a real sweet time for us, and I've enjoyed getting to know those gals. And um, so that's that's been a real uh, sweet time. Yeah, that's awesome. Anna couldn't be here, but I know the same thing um, for her. And, of course, she was our first guest, but mm-hmm. she's leading a group of college students, um, just mm-hmm. mentoring them and meeting them for dinner. And So you know, good. That was really neat. Um, okay, what about this idea of that? Um, I know a couple people have said that there's this freedom in sharing and sharing your story. Somebody talk about that. Ellen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, you know, I... I think honestly, it didn't, it doesn't feel, I think it's just like done. Mm. Yeah. 
you know, when Jesus says it's finished mm. and it wasn't like this, like, you know, hallelujah music and the lights got brighter and, you know, there was a breeze that flowed through the <laughs> room or anything like that. But just, it was like, all right, that's finished. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm done hiding mm-hmm. there. And for me, that's a big part of my story. I mean, I still struggle with that. Right. Um, so it just happens to be just one of my little broken pieces. Yeah. But, um, but I, I mean, I think that's the best way to describe it. I guess it didn't feel like this melodramatic moment, but, but what the freedom was, was like life just kept going. Yeah. And I think that is just something I struggle with is, um, uh, several people in my life who have called me, I always go to the worst case scenario. And so, you know, just envision, and I'm really creative. My mind is like <laughs> super creative. I can envision lots of things. And so just that life kept going, you yeah. know, like it wasn't, and I had people come up to me and tell me, even people that I knew, which was really a sweet thing too. Even had a friend who texted me who couldn't be there that night, but I had like, sort of maybe a year or two before given her a little piece of that. And she just shared how that was encouraging to her. And just even having people who knew me mm-hmm. say, you just don't understand how much I relate mm-hmm. to your story. Right. And I yeah. think I had built it up into this like really melodramatic, it'll be the end of the world thing. And when it turns out, it just didn't have that much. I know I've already used this, but it just didn't have that much power. Yeah. Um, I mean, the power was in the change, right? There's a right. lot of power in that. Um, but yeah, I think that was the freedom piece for me. It wasn't a big melodramatic moment, but more it was just like, yeah, the next day I got up and I went to work and my life kept going and women <laughs> that I worked with were there. Yeah. And it was just like, we, you know, we went on with our, you know, and I think for me, that was what I needed to see like just right. that every day, like just walking out mm-hmm. that and just continuing to be who I am in the Lord. That didn't change. Right. And it didn't change how people were. It, it could have. And if it had, it wouldn't have made that moment any less significant for sure. me. But that's just how that sort of went for me. Yeah. And, and, the, and it was really more about that anxious Mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. anxiety of like having to keep it in and, and that the lies lie. we believe right, right. I mean Satan wants you isolated oh, feeling yeah. like you're the worst person on the history of the planet yeah mm-hmm. and that's a lie right and just to, it so diminishes what Jesus has done for me yes. if mm-hmm. I still live yes. under that shame mm-hmm. right I mean no he died you know, it's for freedom that he has set Amen. me free. And so just even just experiencing that sweet, and that's probably good for me because I tend to be in, a, I'm very, like super emotional and intuitive, mm-hmm. but just living in that sweet, like just like, uh, this is for freedom that I set you free. And it was just a very sweet, simple kind of thing. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think it's so important for women to, not everyone's going to have a the well platform, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to be able to share to a large group. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important for women to find that one or two yes. uh, confidants that they can share with because, I mean, that's the reason why we're encouraged. It's just a biblical principle mm-hmm. to expose it to the light mm-hmm. because where there's light, there can't be darkness. Mm-hmm. And we have to um, 
allow that exposure for Jesus to heal and to redeem and to, uh, you know, allow that freedom. But things are just never as bad <laughs> in our, as, they're just, they're yeah. always worse in our mind. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's always going to be better. It's when you release something, it's a little anticlimactic, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Always. Yeah. And so that's a gift. Mm-hmm. So you're like, whew, okay, I got that out. And there's, it's such, it's freedom and release. And, mm-hmm. and so I just really want to encourage women, find that person Amen. that you can just really share your heart with. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I bonded through Anna's story with her and I experiencing the infertility issues. Mm -hmm. And I'd never met her a day before, you know, but to hear that there are so many women that have just reached out from that alone. Mm -hmm. That is nothing to be shameful of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But to be able to take just that one opportunity on that Mm -hmm. platform and step out and say, if nothing else, you gave me hope. That was amazing. I mean, I, I didn't. And what I love is, there's so many lies about yep. Jesus. Yep. And for those of us who are new believers, you mm-hmm. know, I was just baptized what, two years ago. I was not raised in the church at all. So to have new believers on in this type of atmosphere to share just because you may hear this about Christ, mm. he really is freedom. He mm. can give you hope. He is, you know, so much more than rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I think that, For me, this painted a very, very true and new vision to a lot of people I know that I was connected with, that I invited to listen to the podcast or come out, who they believe those lies about Christ. Absolutely. They don't come to, let alone a church, not like this, of course, but they don't do certain things that involve Christ because it's, I can never live up to that. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, so now... You have an opportunity to hear women who mm-hmm. have, in all their flaws, get up on stage and cry about how much they love Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now, you're not going to tell me your lies are true if you see what's happening here. Right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's freedom in itself, mm-hmm. to see that it's freedom from the lies that a lot of people, especially adults that are not believers yet, that yeah. they believe, you know, that they've taken in about Christ, I... um. I listen to everybody's story, and I think I've tried to be there for everyone's, and I, I really took that that main thing away from from each of them. It's like, you know, this gave people an opportunity to be free of the lies. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm reading Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everybody Always, and it's like changing my life. And to piggyback on what Ashley was talking about and the lies that people believe about Jesus, um, on the flip side of that, I've seen it really um, – the legalism, like killing mm-hmm. the legalism. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I was born and raised in Shandon Baptist church and my family's really had to end some of that. Well, you can't do this on Sunday cause of this, this, and this, you know, that kind of thing. But I just, um, I was walking today and just praying and, um, Bob Goff was talking about how the first sin in the Bible, Adam and Eve, the first major sin, the Lord didn't, you know, strike them down with lightning. He didn't, condemn him. He didn't scream at him. He says, where are you? Mm. Like, come back. Yeah. Like, that's how good our God is. Like, even when we mess up, he's like, come back to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like that just, I just was like, oh my 
gosh, like mm-hmm. I want everybody I know to walk in the freedom that you walk in, that you walk in, that you walk in, and Rachel walks in. Absolutely. Because my tendency certainly is I screw up, I want to hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what, that's exactly what Satan wants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where I feel like I was with a, a lot of my story. I feel like I had come to terms with my story and I understood um, forgiveness and I felt right with with God. I felt, um, I don't want to say removed from, you know, parts of my, my story, but I felt, I felt new. Mm-hmm. And so, but the hardest part of that feeling new is that no one, I couldn't explain to anybody, I'm, I'm different right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, there is yeah. so much that is changing about my daily walk with the Lord because I am understanding so, because I'm, I'm feeling forgiven. Well, forgiven for what? Oh, well, for stuff that you don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it, was, I, it was crippling because I felt like I couldn't authentically be renewed in Christ because no one knew I needed to be mm, right. renewed. I mean, truthfully, we know we all need to be renewed. Right. But there, yeah. I didn't feel like I had a way to say, you know, scratch that, what you think, you know, you knew about me and I need to tell you a few things, but let me go ahead and tell you the good news is like, (laughs) I'm so much better. Mm -hmm. And I just had shied from that for so long and felt like, I I just don't know where to start. I don't know how to share some of these things and I don't want to, you know, I'll, I'll just keep on and say, oh, I read this new book and it's making me think this in a new way. And I'll just be really on fire from this point on, which I, I was, but I just felt like the Lord saying to me, you know, that's great, but you still need to share it. And because there's other people that can benefit from it, because Mm, if they, if, if people don't understand where you came from, Mm -hmm. if they don't understand that darkness, Mm -hmm. they, they can't fully understand me. They Mm -hmm. can't understand Jesus. And so if, 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 you know, everybody's got that story, we've got this darkness and we are selling Jesus short by not sharing it. That is and real I, good. And I know that it is hard just to, you know, have this, you know, I can't lay out a list of all of my sins and, you know, and I know that there's also a time and a place and, you know, you find a group of people that are, are worthy of, you know, your full honesty, but at the same time, people that don't understand that there's at no point are you beyond his grace. If I have to lay out everything that I think you could be thinking is beyond his grace and find someone that did it, that is renewed, then I will, you know, and I just, I felt like that was the, the reason that I shared more than I had ever intended to share was for the benefit of showing the darkness of Mm -hmm. showing the turnaround because it doesn't, you don't see a turnaround if you don't see what Mm -hmm. I turned around from, Mm -hmm. from what Mm -hmm. I turned around. That's so good. That Mm -hmm. that was real good. So good. I almost said preach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that you hit on something that is so important is at some point in the, in sharing 
doesn't become about us. Right. Oh, yes. It's, you know, keeping that perspective. This is really not about me. This is about Christ in me and what he is doing, mm-hmm. what he has done, mm-hmm. what he continues to do, and therefore what he can do for you yes. and everyone yeah. else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when we talk about people coming up to us afterwards, um, you know, I'm, I don't even think, it hasn't even been a month since mine, but um, the thing that people have um come up to me to talk about or texted me um, usually after my mom sent them the podcast. Like I think she, my, my mom is on a mission to make it like the most downloaded thing. Thank in the world. God bless her. Um, but that, you know, while they may not relate to what, um, like my actual life or my, my actions, I've had so many people, not so many, but a, a handful of people that what they relate to is like hiding within the church. Yep. And mm-hmm. I, and saying, you know, I've had two or three women, you know, of my mom's age that have just said, oh, that was so brave and I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart yeah. to think of the women my mom's age mm-hmm. right here in, in these walls that are hiding mm-hmm. parts of their story mm-hmm. that may understand the forgiveness and may you know, be beyond that part of their story but have hidden themselves from people and from authentic relationships for so long mm-hmm. because... Because they don't know how to share it. They don't know that mm-hmm. what if people knew this? Mm-hmm. And I had held on to that for 12 years of parts of my story. What mm-hmm. if people knew this? And I'd keep quiet in conversations about teaching. And like I was telling Amber at our pre-interview thing, like recently it was a, a small little conversation with my daughter. And I said something about, well, when I was a teacher and she looked up at me and she said, you were a teacher? And I had never told her her. Mm-hmm. I'd never been able to share that part with her. And you know, she said, well, why aren't you a teacher anymore? And I said, oh, I have bad classroom management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I felt like that would be a story for another time. But It's not wrong, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but knowing, you know, that I'd hid, hidden that from my, my own child, mm-hmm. just that little, you know, little piece and what it could have snowballed into, but just that freedom and I just long for that for people that are because as much as I say I, I was free from mm, it, mm-hmm. I wasn't truly until I said the words and mm-hmm. then was reminded that it was on a podcast now forevermore until iTunes crashes. Yes, but like that it was out <laughs> there now and there was no way to pull it back in and um, <laughs> and that was. Um, uh, a little gut wrenching, but also just like okay, let's, like you said, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Let's go from there. Let's yeah. you know, mm-hmm. put, you know, put it back up on not put it back on the shelf, but whatever. Like let's just move on. Like mm-hmm. quit, and and that's that's been. Um, Isn't it been. funny that no one's come up to any of us and been like, "Oh my gosh," you know, like mm-hmm. you're such a terrible person. Yeah. Like that's just like we all believe crap lies that Satan tells us that we're not going to be good enough ever. Yeah. I mean, I, no, I, I haven't heard of anyone that's had any bad yeah. things said about them. No. It's because mm-hmm. we are walking in truth, speaking truth in love, and all the glory is going to Jesus. It has amazed me each month, like, with the prep that we've put in and what we decided we were going to do. And, and 
um, I had to decide really quickly that, you know, I, in the first couple, the, the, the story sort of derailed really fast and I was just going, wait a minute, this is not what we said we were going to do, but you know, there was nothing, it it was fine. It was fine every time. And the Holy Spirit Mm. 100% took over. And by the third one, I couldn't wait to see what was going to happen. And it was just amazing to just, I, I, I quickly decided we, our role was really to just encourage you guys and help you feel safe and, um, because your stories were amazing and just from someone that got to hear all your stories every month and meet you. And I didn't, I knew two of you casually before this and the, the rest I met and, um, and you guys just opened up and shared your life with me and with our team. And it was really special. And mm-hmm. I feel really privileged to be the one to get to meet you guys and, <laughs> hear your stories. And I just want to thank you guys for taking this on when we said, Hey, can we um, (laughs) put your life out there for everyone? And, um, except that as, as I've told so many of my friends, I just think everybody is amazing and interesting and nobody needs to, you know, be famous to be someone that's just fascinating and relatable. And it's just been special to talk to the person that I already work with or that I've known for 10 years or that just showed up at our church mm-hmm. um, and just meet you and, and hear. I mean, women crave that. You know, like uh, so many people, I had someone come up to me at, at the wedding I was working on Saturday and she was like, can I please come with you to the well? And I'm like, yes, like I would love that. Like women, like we were, we were made to be in community. And I think that I've had a hard time in Columbia because, you know, I'm, I'm in this awkward stage of not, I'm not 20 and I'm not married with kids. And so I'm like, in you know, like this limbo of like, what, where do I really belong? And I belong in the church and that's really what matters. Well, we're glad to have you. Thanks. And that scares so many people. Yeah. We yeah. invite people to church all the time and we get teary-eyed because of their reactions. Mm-hmm. And Aww. it's like, you know, I always share the, you know, that scripture where Jesus makes it plain. Like, okay, I get you have issues that I'm sitting with tax collectors, but guess what? You know, the sick need doctors, Amen. not the healthy. Absolutely. You know, we forget That's that. So and I think we sit here and... Everyone thinks that because you see big, pretty buildings or 57 million missions trips that you can't come to church and meet real people. And I love the echoing term of real. Real. And I mean, I know my immediate reaction after the well, hugging random people who were crying. (laughs) It was just like everybody just starts running up to you and they're just crying. And it's just like, oh, Okay, you know, (laughs) I'm not the most affectionate. So I was just like, just take it, don't don't resist. But um, it was crazy because you had these experiences and I had that fear like, oh, great. What if I offended like the school I was talking about or whatever? And I was like, I don't care. You know, um, I mean, at this point in time, I don't care. And that was my one of my freedoms for the record. But it was so it has been so amazing just to have that opportunity of so many women that are like, hey, yeah. right. I mean, my child is obsessed with Rachel and, and her <laughs> child. And now that I, I heard- a Sunday school teacher yes. when he was four. <laughs> so he's like, you know, and I'm like, hearing her story, it made me feel worse that like, 
I wish they would have come over for dinner mm-hmm. now every time Jackson invited them. Because we would have talked about Every week it. he invited us and let us know what letter was on the apartment door. I'm telling you. Um, you know, so I have not been invited. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> J- it, look, Jackson just, he's like that. But it was so sweet. And I'm like, wow, if only we could have had that conversation prior. And small groups are mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But opportunities where we just get to be transparent mm-hmm. and show people. They're hard if to this come isn't by. that they gym are. mentality, you don't right. have to be a right. certain size with abs to go right. to the gym. You know, right. like. Put all your sweaty clothes in your tube socks and bust yes. out, you know, it's crunchy and come to church. Or a Lululemon. Yeah. There you go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, um, we have another well coming up next month and you get to bring some of those people you just talked about. <laughs> yes. And um, so find somebody and bring them and we are going to keep going and meet more new people and more great stories. Thank you so, so much for listening to this month's The Well Podcast. Please share this with your friends and rate it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. If you have any questions or want to tell us something, email us at shandonwomen at gmail.com. Come and see us at Shandon Baptist Church for our next Well event. Our schedule is linked on the episode.